0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode on Let's Talk About Azutuche. For today, I'm going to be talking about Black People, the Unanimous Black Sheep. That's Black People, the Unanimous Black Sheep. Before I get started, please, if you're new to my platform, my podcast, please download, like, and share and comment. And if you're new to my YouTube channel, please subscribe, like, and share, and um, hit the, bu- the bell notification so that anytime I post a video, I upload a video, you'll be the first to be notified. And please share with your friends and family, please. If you really um, appreciate my, um, if you appreciate my journey, if you appreciate my words, if you appreciate my energy, if you, if you, if you're taking something positive away from my message, please share um, to anyone you think would definitely benefit from this and, and, and join me on my journey, my path as I grow, as I grow, not just mentally, um, not just physically, but mentally and, and um, spiritually as well. Um, So please, please um, subscribe, download, share, like. And bring awareness to anyone you think will benefit from this. So prior to this particular topic, I've always had this this idea in my head, you know, but I just didn't really know how to. I don't know how to um, word it out. I didn't know how to, you know, articulate it properly. But I've always known that there's this this there's this feeling of other that black people in general, you know, not just Americans, black Americans, but black people in general, because as a black person from Africa, I've lived in Africa, obviously. I've, <clears throat> I live in America right now, and I've traveled the world. I've lived in Europe. I've traveled to um, um, to Asia, to Australia. I've been to a whole lot of places. Uh, even here in America, I constantly keep finding myself as the token black person, you know, the only, the minority in the room, the only black person in the room. So I'm used to that, that feeling. But then even at that, there's this, there's this feeling of unwantedness. There's this feeling of other, there's this feeling of, we don't really know what to do with you. You're not, you don't really fit in with us. You look different. You seem different. We don't really know anything about you. And it's not necessarily a negative thing, but I do know that it's definitely there in the atmosphere. And I, and I know that every single black person in America, for sure, um, or in any other diverse country or nation or society definitely feels this way i'm currently reading this book called dead aid dead aid by a woman called dambisa moyo dead aid by a woman called dambisa moyo so basically dead aid is this this lady she basically um Breaks down a lot of things going on in Africa right now. There, there's some of the things that a lot of people don't actually sit down to think about what's what's wrong with Africa. So basically, if you're if you've ever con- can, um, considered, if you've ever thought what is wrong with Africa, you know, it's really sad and quite ironic that Africa is the most the richest continent on the planet based on mineral resources it has so much gold so much diamond, so much manpower so much agriculture so much natural resources yet africa is the poorest on the continent africa and africans are the most overlooked the most disrespected you know which is not surprising considering that black people are the most marginalized most overlooked the most disrespected so this lady she basically um explains goes in really deep as to some of the issues that um is causing africa to be where it is um, basically talking about how aid from the Western countries, you know, from World Bank and all these Western countries that keep donating money to Africa, um, is actually helping make Africa worse and not better. And uh, you know, I, I like to take a little bit, a little bit step further. This, this is not coming from her. This is just me. Um, I do b- believe that this is all carefully orchestrated to keep Africa where it's at because it doesn't really, it really doesn't take rocket science to know that if you keep giving somebody free money that more than likely they're not going to know especially if, if that money is coming from a place of selfishness you know you don't prepare them on how to use that money properly you know um, more than likely that money is going to perpetuate the problem that you claim to be fixing so it's basically um, the same thing that i say there's two different type of helpers you know or doers there are people who do things because they want to seem busy they want to seem like it's you know they're doing the right thing they want to be recognized they want to be rewarded and people who do things because they genuinely care so in this case that these aids are being pumped into africa it's not they're not coming from a very from a from a selfless place it's coming from a very insidious place so yes this book <clears throat> definitely breaks it down. Of course, trying to be politically correct and stuff like that, but um you have to read this book with an open mind. Again, if you've ever wondered what's wrong with the African continent, how come... Africa, in spite of all the AIDS that's been pumped into Africa, in spite of everything that's been done in Africa for decades, it's actually getting worse as opposed to getting better. And the same AIDS that has been given to Africa has been given to countries in Europe, you know, given to other countries, you know, countries like Singapore, um, even countries in Europe as well, you know. Um, So, yes, it definitely breaks it down in depth and and answers a lot of your questions. Again, you have to be really intelligent. You have to be really patient. You have to be really open minded. And this book definitely uh, explores this. The name of the book is Dead aid by Dambisa Moyo. I'm going to try to put a link down below for anyone who's interested. Please, if you're African or black, especially of African descent, you know, African diaspora, please, you need to read this book because it definitely breaks down a whole lot of things. I'm still reading it. And with each read, I'm just blown away. That being said, I remember reading the book and uh, I believe it's chapter three or chapter four. And I read this particular line that just, I just stopped. It just stopped me. It just stopped my world. And I'm going to read it out. It says, There is, of course, the largely unspoken and insidious view that the problem with Africa is Africans, that culturally, mentally, and physically, Africans are innately different, that somehow deeply embedded, embedded in their psyche is an inability to embrace development and improve their own lot in life without foreign guidance and help. I had to read this at least 10 times because it just—it just it just... It went. It's. It just went down my body. It just went down. I could feel. I could feel it coursing down my spine, my my veins and stuff. You know. It just. It was just very deep. I know most people would just look at it and just overlook it. I as a black person, I know this feeling, this feeling of other. You know, there's this there's this whole narrative that black people were inherently stupid, were inherently slow. We need the help of the white man. We need foreign help. We need a white savior. And this has been pumped into our system from, you know, from day 1 from slavery, you know, through religion, through so many different things. It is so sad. It is extremely sad that Africa, a huge continent, a very huge continent, right? With so many people, so much culture, so much manpower, so much resources, but we rely on Western aid. Not only just Western aid, we rely so much on Western Our Our languages are Western. I remember, I remember going back to Nigeria in 2017, and I'm Igbo, by the way. And I remember being an Igbo um, from IPS State, and I was talking to a bunch of kids, you know, like I would speak Igbo to them, and I would be like, Kedu? Kedu basically meaning, how are you? And these kids would literally respond in English and say, I'm fine. And it's was like, why would you respond in English when I'm talking to you in our native language? And I remember back when I lived in Nigeria, there's this whole punishment system if you spoke Igbo. It's called, it's, 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 it's considered um, inferior vernacular, you know, which is so sad. You are, we are in our country, in Nigeria. Our native language is Igbo. And you're punishing me and saying that I'm speaking vernacular for speaking my mother tongue. Because we've been brainwashed to think of education and intelligence as synonymous to English the same thing is happening outside of nigeria you know we speak english we speak french we speak all these languages that have been forced on us forced on our ancestors and we were forced to forget about our own culture and embrace a foreign culture for us to feel that we are good enough you know uh, our our cultures are western influence our languages are western influence our education system is western influence our governments our political systems are western influence which is complete utter nonsense by the way because i don't believe that democracy works for africa at all and this book breaks that down you know why democracy did not work for africa democracy barely works for the westerners barely but even at that when it does work for the westerners there are a few other systems are placed in and uh, they're they're put in place in order for it to do what it does to barely work but in africa it's just complete utter nonsense we try to adorn ourselves with all these western standards with all these western standards that there are not created for us but it doesn't work for us. But basically, so yes, um, there's this um, insidious, unspoken view um, that there's something wrong with Africans or people of African descent. That there's, We're treated as another. Like I, like I started this video, we're seen as another. There's something different about us. There's something inherently stupid about us. There's something inside of our DNA that just we just cannot make it. There's something wrong with us. But, but surprisingly, that's actually not even the sad part. You know, the sad part, the more sad part to that statement is that not only do other people outside of the black community, you know, like non-black people think this to be true. A lot of black people think this to be true, because it's not just what we say as black people. We can sit out there and say that our black lives matter It's more so how we act. You know, we a lot of us, we black people, we actually genuinely believe that we have to adorn ourselves with. Western things, Western, anything Western in order for us to make it in life. You know, don't get me wrong. I definitely, from the deepest part of my heart, appreciate living in America, uh, you know, living here. America has definitely opened so much doors for me. But the truth is, considering the fact that I wasn't born in this country, and it doesn't matter if I was born in America or not. I believe that if, you, if you're if you not born in America and you live in America or you're born in America to to um, foreign parents, like if parents are not from here, especially if your parents are from a third-world country, a second-world country, you are a refugee. We're all refugees, you know? And again, the, even though I do appreciate the fact that I live here, my siblings, my family, we all live here, you know, my cousins, people, we all live here. We You know, we're making big moves here in America. But the truth is that it's very sad and disheartening that we had to leave our country, our home country, to come here. And that is the same, that, that's the same narrative. That's the same narrative that's been pushed in Nigeria for, for a long time, for decades. A lot of Nigerians are so frustrated, not just in Nigeria, but in Africa. A lot of Africans are so frustrated that they feel like they have to leave. They have to leave Africa. They have to leave Africa to go to the West in order for them to make an, a name for themselves. Even the people in Nigeria who are making boss moves, even they have to adorn themselves with anything Western in order for them to feel relevant. Um, they have to visit countries like the UK. They have to visit the US, you know, take pictures so, so people can give them some type of validation or recognition. Um, they have to drive all these luxury cars that are European made. They have to have all these gucci prada all these european things you know a lot of us we even externalize and internalize racism and colorism by marrying people who are racially ambiguous looking or lighter skinned or even complete different race than us because we're so desperate to erase our blackness because we've been told that we are inferior so even if even though we're saying that our black Lives matter even though we're 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 saying that we are proud to be black it's not just what we say but it's how we show it is what we do Everything that we do is a, is a direct reflection of how low we think of ourselves. We think we also believe, even though they say it, even though the other people see us as as, as other. That there's something inherently wrong with us. We black people, a lot of us, again, I'm not saying all of us, a lot of us also believe that there's something inherently wrong with the black race. Again, unfortunately, I used to be a victim of this mentality for a long time. I used to think there's something inherently um, wrong with me as a black person, but through spirituality and growth, holistic growth, I've been able to wash away a lot of that. I'm not, I'm not where I want to be, but I've been working on my, my mental health and my, my spiritual health and desperately trying to get rid of this um, um, white supremacist mindset that's been imposed on me, on my ancestors, um, a, a for generations, for centuries, for generations, and still continues to be perpetuated in the media every single day of our lives, basically reinforcing and, and telling us and reminding us that we're not good enough, that we have to associate ourselves with, with um, anything Western. We have to wait for the white master to come save us. And for anyone who is wondering why this is, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a quick story real quick. Like a quick story. I, I want you for anyone who's listening, I want you to come 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 on a journey with me real quick. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna make up a story real quick. Imagine that a mother has three children, right? This woman, she has three children. The first child was born with all the qualities that the mother admired and which she herself possessed. The mother bonds with this child because this child gave the mother hope, right? The, the, uh, a, a hope of a better world. And although the mother may never reach her full potential, the mother hopes to reach her full potential living vicariously through this first child, right? And the mother treats this first child with love, with care, with attention, because this child is a reflection of all the qualities that the mother wishes that she had or all the qualities that the mother has learned to be perfect. And this child becomes the mother's golden child, Right? And then the second child was born. This second child was born with all the qualities. The mother didn't really seem to stand out too much, you know, to the mother. These qualities were not that great, and they weren't, even, they weren't mediocre either. They were just there. You know, the child was just there. There's nothing too special about this kid. Nothing wrong with the kid either, but there's nothing special about the kid, especially considering um, compared to the first kid that is the golden child, right? And while all the attention and the love and the validation went to their first child, because the, the, the first child was a standard in the mother's eyes, The mother has learned to, to see all the positive qualities in that first child. And the second child, there's nothing that special about this kid. Again, nothing bad about this kid, right? And the mother adorned all, like showered all the positive attention, the love and all that stuff to the very first child. And because there's nothing too special about this kid this kid got the leftovers the leftovers went to the second kid and the second kid by default becomes a neutral child the neutral child and then comes a third child the third child was born with all the qualities that the mother learned to dislike these qualities even though that these qualities may not necessarily be the, the third child's fault they became the sole reason for the mother to resent the third child Right. The mother hated these qualities because the mother, again, quote unquote, learned these qualities because nobody is born with with hate and resentment in their lives. Nobody, absolutely nobody. Right. The mother learned to hate these qualities and the mother forgets that these qualities are natural for this child. There's nothing wrong with the kid. It's just that this kid, whatever qualities this kid has, the kid didn't choose to have those qualities. Right. But the mother hates this kid. The mother resents this kid. And, and these qualities could be qualities that the mother herself has, like bad qualities that the mother herself does not feel comfortable with. You know, it's a reminder of the mother's personal insecurities. And, and those, those insecurities are right in the mother's face in front of that kid. And that kid is a reminder of how weak, of how unwanted the mother is. And because of that, the mother hates this kid for those same qualities, right? And because of that, the mother gave this kid no love, no attention, and no validation whatsoever. And on top of that, the mother constantly reminds this kid that she is not, or this kid, he or her, is not and will never be the standard in her eyes. This third child eventually wanders through life, desperately seeking for this validation, and that was denied of him or her by the first powerful and influential figure in her life, her mother or his mother, right? This child becomes the black sheep. So, so now, if, if you're smart, you kind of you see the picture of where I'm going with this. In the exact same way, right? White people have always had power in this world for a long time, you know. So for a person who has power and influence, just like the mother, you create a system that favors you. You create some type of system that favors something that you like, right? So you create a systemic racist culture that favors your kind. So by default, if you look closely, if you closely relate or ph- phenotypically look like the standard, you know, um, that has been created by the person in power and influence, by default, you're privileged because you have the qualities by default. You you have the qualities that um, that are admirable by the by the people in power, the people uh, um, that uh it influence you have you have those qualities by default you benefit from it you get more attention you get more validation you get more praise people will will make excuses for a bad behavior because the society is created in your favor it's tilted in your favor and then the, on the other hand if you don't look like those qualities if you don't meet those qualities that they have been created by the people in power and influence you know which is the black people the black sheep you're being reprimanded you know you're being punished so harshly because you don't fit in the look you don't feel fit in the you don't have the qualities that the people in power have deemed to be um admirable to be the standard so now you're seeking validation. It's not, it's, it's, it's not something that you can just move away from home because a kid cannot just move away from home. Where are you going to move to? You know, black people, where are we going to move to? We, we, can't, we can't just get on a plane or some rocket ship and move to Jupiter, right? We have to be here, right? And the people in power keep telling us that we are not good enough. We are not the standard. And we're desperately looking for, for attention. We're desperately looking for validation because we have been denied of our basic human rights we have been robbed and don't forget how this robbery started this robbery started in africa they came to africa they messed up africa they killed our people they raped our people they enslaved our people put them on a ship and dragged them across the ocean to work for them for free free labor beat the shit out of us you know what I mean? Forced their religions down our throat, you know, did all kinds of horror. And, and the things that we read in our history books, that that's just a cute version, by the way, written by the same people who oppressed us. The true horror that happened, I don't think anyone can actually can actually comprehend, fully understand and fully forgive the actual evil that happened in this world towards black people. So this sense of dignity, this sense of human, this sense of this sense of. Being human, being alive—the the creature, the human, the loving human that God created every single one of us to be, including Black people—has been robbed of us. It's been it's been taken away from us, as Black people. Right? We've been denied this, and we're still being denied of this. Right? But instead of uh, seeing us as humans, we're seen as subhumans, and and this this stereotype, sorry, that this this brainwash is being backed up by religion. Because think about it. For all the, all the religious people out there, for all the Christians out there, it is crazy that a man, a man that was born in Palestine, right? We've been brainwashed to think that this man that's born in Palestine is our Savior. I don't know about anyone else listening to me right now, but I've been to Palestine. I've been to Israel. I've been to Palestine. The people in Palestine don't look anything like people in Israel. People in Palestine, they look more Hispanic, more so like a mocha, taint type of color. And according to the Bible, you know, Jesus the way the bible described Jesus he was darker in complexion Jesus um and, and uh, also being the fact that he's homeless he didn't have a place to, to stay the sun was scorching him 24 7 so it was almost definitely for sure much more phenotypically darker but this image of Jesus has been has been taken from from Palestine a man born in the Middle East and photoshopped to to have a blue eyes or green eyes and paler skin and dirty blonde hair and everyone is worshiping this person. And you 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 tell people that we are created in God's image. And then you're showing us an image of this God, right? That looks nothing like black people, that looks nothing like everybody else. So therefore if we're created in God's image, the closer you look to this image of God, right? The more of the chosen person you are. And the further you look away from this image of God that you keep pumping into people's heads. The more of an anomaly you are, the more of a mistake the that you are. You shouldn't be here. So anyone who looks closer to this 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 image of Jesus, you're godlike, and everybody else who is not, you're the complete opposite of godlike, on a religious level. And this is something you know for all the Africans who are very religious. I, I'm not. I'm not disrespecting anyone who's religious, but think about it, right? For all the Africans who are religious, I understand what, that we had the missionaries that came and, you know, in peace and things like that. But for the Africans who came to America, who were dragged here to America, they didn't get the missionary package. They didn't get that. It was, they were beaten. They they, they were they were hit they were beating the sh- they had the shit beating the shit out of them you know for them to embrace this new god and and replace their old gods you know the yoruba religion the amadiaha religion the whatever it is that they came from that they came with from west africa they had the shit beaten out of them so that they can embrace this new god this new god that does not look like them so yes on a spiritual level they're they're, they're this behavior of 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 looking down on blackness is backed up by god because according to god we don't look like god we don't look god like they look god like they have the image of god and we we don't have the image of god even this behavior is being backed up by by science Because look at science, you can get white from black, but you cannot get black from white, you know, because through evolution, um, we came from Africa, darker skinned. And then from there, you know, people started dispersing into other parts of the world and then they they evolved through adaptation and this and that. And, you know, melanin, straighter hair, lighter complexion, things like that. So on a a scientific level, they upgraded. They moved on to the next level of evolution and we're still stuck in the Neanderthal stage. You know, it, believe it or not, but these are some of the things, without even thinking about it, without even thinking about it, these are some of the things that are reinforcing this disparity between black and white. The closer you are to white, the more evolved you are. Everybody else is still under, under um, has not been upgraded. Everyone else is still back in the Neanderthal stage. You know, on a spiritual level, on a religious level, white is right. White is validated by God. White is, you know, Christ-like. So, therefore, anybody else is is an anomaly but that is not true that is so not true we are all individuals created by god almighty himself and this God that i speak of is not some god or some guy with some big beard sitting in some wooden throne somewhere in 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 heavens a cloud covered heavens no that, that's an illusion god is a spirit god does not have a gender it's not a he is not a she it's it, it's it's it got the idea of god is bigger than we know much bigger than any religion or anyone that has ever walked the earth can comprehend and this is spirituality the only way that you can see this is through spirituality we are all created we are all created by this person there's this this creature this entity there's no mistake there's absolutely nothing wrong with their blackness. Look at nature. There's diversity in nature. You don't have one particular type of tree. You have multiple types of tree. You don't have one particular type of insect. You have multiple types of insects, multiple types of animals, multiple types of fish, multiple types of lions, multiple types of cats, multi- multiple types of everything. Would you say one is inferior than the other? Absolutely not. Then why are we saying that we are inferior to this person and this person is inferior to us? Because the devil is working over time. The devil is working over time. We're being replaced. Our ideas are being replaced by, by stereotypes. You know, stereotypes of black people are stupid or black people have um, are, are very strong with sports or have um, sexual, se- sexual um, power, big this and big that. You know, And these stereotypes, the people who oppressed us and created these stereotypes, imposed these stereotypes on us, have capitalized on these stereotypes. This is why they go hard for when it comes to things like sports. Why do you think they spend so much money and so much energy recruiting a lot of black people into NBA and NFL? Why do you think that um, a lot of black people, a lot of black men and women tend to do it a lot in entertainment and rap and Hollywood and things like that? Why do you think that they, even in pornography, you see a lot of black people, especially black men, Portraying, perpetuate in a particular role, a particular because these are the stereotypes that they think of us. They impose these negative stereotypes on us, and they have capitalized on these these negative stereotypes because this is how low they think of us. Think about it. <clears throat> think about it, right? As a black person what positive stereotypes can you think of as a black man for a black man or a black woman apart from the fact that black people are strong which is basically good in sports and black people have some and um are stereotypically considered better in bed apart from that they what else absolutely nothing else the same thing goes for mexicans the same thing goes for hispanics you know latinos latinas what positive stereotypes can you think of you can think of a couple of negative right middle easterns what positive stereotypes can you think of middle easterns apart from maybe they have oil (laughs) asians apart from that okay maybe they're good at math and maybe perhaps they are the modern minority what other positive stereotype could you think of asians but when it comes to white people the list the list of the positive stereotypes just doesn't end of course there are the negative stereotypes but it doesn't end because the white people are by default are that golden child these people can do no wrong because the person in power the mother right the person who has influence has created a system to favor this golden child and everybody else right the black people are the black sheep and everybody else is, is the neutral child you know all the other colored people it's sort of like there's a hierarchy from white all the way to black so you go from white which is Which everyone who speaks English Understands that white means pure White means righteous White means spotless Everything with white is perfect And then the complete opposite of white Is black Which means it's polluted It's it's, it's diluted Um, It's it's the bottom of the barrel This and that So as you go down that, that spectrum From white to black Everybody else is in the middle So those people are the neutral child It's like hmm you know, I'm, I'm, I'm colored, but I'm not black. At least I'm not black. You know, I'm Indian, but at least I'm not black. I'm Asian, but at least I'm not black. At least I have less melanin. So I am closer to the standard that I am not, you know. So these people, they don't have anything too special about them because the standard has been raised much higher above them. Right. And also don't have anything too bad about them either, you know, because there's somebody that is much worse than them. And, and the sad thing is collectively, every single one of us, you know, the whites, the blacks and everybody in, in between, we, we um, <clears throat> indirectly perpetuate this problem um, because we've been brainwashed by the whoever is in power, whoever is in charge. You know, the white people think that they're better, they're, they're, they're superior. It's in their head as a golden child. That's all they've known. Um, the neutral children, they believe that they're at least maybe perhaps not as good as as the the standard the golden child but at least they're not black and even the black people even though they they don't like the way that they, they're they're being uh, marginalized hey but at least it is what it is you know cuz who there's nobody else there to show them any better just like just like the kid the third kid the third kid doesn't have an outlet of somebody else who's going to take a chance on them somebody else is going to tell them hey you're good enough you're beautiful you're this you're that you know you don't have to listen to this because again where are you going where is this kid going to when you're 10 years old, stuck in a house with a mother who hates your guts, it's not like you can just get on a plane and move to New York and start to get your own apartment. You, that you have to. You have to sit in this. You have to. You have to live this life. You perpetuate it, you know. And desperately, you're filled with so much bitterness. You feel with so much resentment because, in my opinion, I have never seen anyone who's looked down on who's smiling. I have never seen anyone who is who's constantly being told that they're not good enough, explicitly and in, implicitly, that they're not good enough. Who's cool with it? No, they act out right naturally they act out in certain so many different ways and they and even at that they're constantly looking validation we are constantly looking validation just like that little little kid is constantly looking validation in the mother's eyes trying so desperately do things that the mother whatever little opportunities that the mother gives this kid the kid just runs with it even if it goes completely against that kid's nature Because the kid is desperate to prove a point to the mother. The kid wants to be validated by this mother. The exact same thing. Whatever opportunities that the people in power give black people, we run with it. We run with it and we don't... Why do you think that some of the most successful black people are in entertainment? Look at the NBA players. Look at the rap. You know, there's not... Again, like I said in my other... um, episodes. There's nothing wrong with the rap culture. I personally, I genuinely, from the bottom bottomless part of my heart, I respect the rap culture. I respect the hip hop culture because this is something that Black Americans were able to point out. You know, even though that they 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 were stripped away from their own land, they were stripped away from their dignity, their culture, and they're still able to create a culture in a foreign land within the people who continue to oppress them. But the devil saw that these people are doing so well within they started doing so well within their community and the devil tries to pollute because the devil just likes to penetrate into anything good anything good now rap has been so so concentrated with pollution so much trash which makes it even easier for people to hate black people so it's like it's like yo whatever these people do I mean, I mean, look at them. They're rapping about drugs. They're rapping about Molly. They're doing this. They're doing that. There's got to be something wrong with them. There's got to be something wrong with them. But then you're not open-minded enough to see, hey, yo, maybe maybe there's something here. Maybe these people are actually hurt. This is the only opportunity that they've been given to by whoever's in power. It may not necessarily be against. Not every black person is created to be a sports p- person not every black person is created to be a rapper or be this and that but this is the only opportunity that this mother this figure this authority figure this power this influence has given to these people so they're going to run with it and they're going to keep trying to prove themselves even if it means losing themselves because we are the black sheep so so the mother the person in charge, the, the 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 power figure, the the influence, the authority figure, <clears throat> looks down on. No, sorry. Um, definitely plays her hierarchy of preference on the children. Right, the golden child, the 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 neutral child, and the black sheep. And every one of these people are perfectly playing their roles. The golden child feels that they are inferior um, to the rest of the kids. Right, that the second child feels like they are not good enough like the first kid but definitely much better than the first kid and the the, the third kid genuinely believes that he or she is a loser because mom said so because um the the 30 figure the, the person in power has has definitely given them the loser status and even if even though the kid may not necessarily like that because nobody likes to be called a loser right the kid is living this loser status out without without even realizing it because the kid doesn't know any better, so the kid is perpetuating this this black sheep mentality, and this is why black people are easy to be hated. Everything that we've done, we keep perpetuating this nonsense, that that this 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 um, this marginalization, the look down th- that they that we've been subjected to, the bottom of the barrel, because we don't know any better. We live in a society or a world, a system that is tilted against our favor, and this is bigger than. Um, black america by the way this is black people all around the world look at africa africa is a hot mess for anyone who doesn't know especially if you're a black person please take take your time i i i beg you if you're screaming black lives matter and this and that it is extremely important that we look at the big picture the entire big picture because if you don't look at the big picture we're going to continue perpetrating this problem Another innocent black person, an orange black person is going, to, is going to die, is going to get shot mercilessly, and we're going to hashtag Black Lives Matter, and they're going to yell at us, all lives matter, and we're going to fight, we're going to riot, until next time, until next time, until next time. You need to look at the big picture. Take the initiative to look at where we came from. All black people, we came from Africa. Look at Africa. Africa is a hot, flaming mess and that's because somebody wants it to be like that there's a whole insidious reason why it is like that are you, you mean to tell me come on think about it think about it real quick and i hope i don't get in trouble for, for saying all this right think about it like this with all the education in this country we have some of the most powerful universities in this country right we have the ivy league country schools in, in america the harvard the yale this and that you mean to tell me that nobody out of these people graduating from these countries, from these these this, um, these schools for for centuries, nobody has figured out that giving so much money, pumping so much money to Africa or or a Western influence in, to Africa is actually hurting, that and that is harming. Even I'm able to figure this out. So if you're not sure about this, do your research. And if you don't know how to where to start with your research, read this book read this book Dead Aid by, by Dambisa Moyo she definitely breaks it down as to what it is what western influence in the form of aid is doing to America so it's sort of like sorry it's doing to Africa so it's sort of like the whole, hey, we've been giving them money anyway. We've been giving them money. They, they just don't know what to do with the money. Like, I mean, come on now. We, we've just been trying. I mean, there's got to be something wrong with them. We give them free money, and they just look at them. They just got worse. You mean to tell me that you're not intelligent enough to know why that's not working? It's sort of like the whole project that were built here you know, you build these free houses for these people, and then you turn around, and you turn around and blame them for turning into a ghetto. How do you build free houses for these people, and you don't provide them with any opportunities? They're still being, they're still the least to get hired, they're still they're still the, less, the, um, the last to get hired, the first to get fired, the first to get laid off, the, the lowest paid, um, the last to get promoted, the last to get rewarded. You still treat them like crap. You don't give them enough opportunities. You don't give them, you police them, you shoot them, you kill them, you, you you um you you send them to prison um, as a punishment to a bad behavior. Which let's not pretend where the bad behavior. Um, we don't understand where the bad behavior comes comes from because like the, like they say uh, uh, what was it called a, a, a hit dog will holler. When when these people are acting up, that is their cry out for help. So instead of you instead of you providing them with mental health problems because th- this, they're literally crying out, they're broken. These people are broken, and let's not forget what this brokenness came from. You broke us. We've been broken for centuries, and when we cry out from the brokenness, you police us, you lock us up so you can maintain a systemically racist society that is tilted against our favor. If you genuinely care about somebody who is broken, you don't throw them out right if you have something in your house that is a valuable of there's a value if that thing is broken you don't throw it out you fix it right you don't throw it out so if you genuinely see value in us if you genuinely appreciate us if you genuinely love us you don't just throw us throw us out in the prisons you don't just shoot us you try to fix us so instead of creating more jail systems instead of funding the police to keep um policing us and killing us you can help us because we're crying out for help you can create more mental health institutions. We, you can create more schools, more um, alcohol recovery, more abuse systems uh, recovery. You know, you can you can take a chance on us, us black people, and stop perpetuating negative stereotypes of us and capitalizing on these negative stereotypes. You know, this is why I don't I don't support things like Maury and Jerry Springer and things like that because that's somebody making money off of. Our ignorance making money off of our negative stereotypes and you know they say that we're loud we're stupid we're uneducated and there's somebody who is up there making money off of these negative stereotypes it is very important that we collectively we open our eyes and look at the entire big picture now that being said i'm going to try to um again i'm i will elaborate uh, elaborate on this on a a, a later episode and talk more in depth about this because this is just this is this whole conversation this this is this this is a long conversation that goes really really deep and again i hope i don't get in trouble with this but i'm tired of the whole uh, it's it's a loop it's a never-ending loop and we need to break the cycle it is extremely important that we break the cycle we black people we are hurt and we need to move on from this now going back to the story about the mother and the three children um it is very possible not impossible but it's very possible for this third child to find redemption and and move on from that but in order for this to happen someone needs to take a chance on this kid and the reason why is because this kid Let's pretend that this kid is ten years old, right? The ten-year-old doesn't know any better, doesn't know anyone else, doesn't have any type of outside influence. The mother is all they know. The 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 golden sibling and uh, and uh, the golden child sibling and the uh, the neutral child sibling are all they know. So these three group of people are perpetuating the the black sheep mentality or black sheep position that the kid is in. So in order for this child to be able to grow from that, somebody else with an outside influence that's completely independent of this mother this authority figure needs to see something worthy in this child and take a chance on this person and this is the this is the person i call the black catalyst a person who is independent of the mother's influence of the power's influence the powerful influence can, needs to be present in that person's life and take a chance on that person on that child and reveal to the kid that, yo, you have options. You don't have to keep doing this. You don't have to do this. You can choose your own narrative. You can create your own narrative. You can create your own path, but there has to be a catalyst. This catalyst has to be genuine. This catalyst has to be strong. And this catalyst has to be be patient. So the same thing is applicable within the black community. What black people, what we're doing, what we're showing, we're showcasing all these negative stereotypes that make us easy to hate. That is us crying out for help. We are broken. We have been broken for centuries and we're still being broken. It's more so that the break the, the brokenness is more hush hush now and by the way for everyone who thinks racism in america is still alive let me remind you people let me remind everybody that the racism in america is actually the cute version of what's going on out there the racism out there towards black people um is much much harsher much harsher than what it is right now i understand that the racism in america in america used to be much harsher but um there's become a lot of awareness you know so so it's not as bad and it, it's 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 still bad but it's not as explicit in your face the racism is completely different and you wouldn't know this unless you travel if you travel there are certain places that they will tell it to your face you know there's signs out there that we don't want black people we absolutely not don't want black people and you have no rights whatsoever if you're a black person that's the kind of racism that's still going on out there so in America, it's a total different type of racism, but it's still race, racism nonetheless. And we need to all collectively fight it. Again, I'm going to be talking about this more in depth in um, later episodes. But yes, this black catalyst needs to be genuine. Your your interest has to be genuine. It cannot be a catalyst that's just like, yo, I just want to make it seem like I'm doing something. So I'm going to go out here and build projects for these people. I'm going to go out here and donate money to Africa. No, it has to be genuine. You have to genuinely care about this person's this person's, um growth. You have to generally believe in this person, that this person is worth being here, right? And you have to be, you have to be patient. You have to be patient. You have to be strong because if you're going to take a chance on the blacks, the black, um, the black population, the black, the black people, right? You have to understand that the issue with the black people is an issue that's been imposed on us for centuries, right? It's not something that's going to be over. It's going to be overturned overnight. It's not going to it's not something that's going to be, that's just going to disappear overnight it's going to take a lot of work it's going to take a lot of patience and you have to believe in us you have to believe in us in order for you to make a difference in our lives because we desperately need this doesn't matter if we're sitting out there and we're acting like we're hood we're thug we're this and that no 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 every single one of those things is a cry out for help and we need this help right but you have to be genuine you have to genuinely care it's sort of like the same saying that if you do something you love for a work you would never have to work again because you're doing your passion you know your, your your career is your passion you can't think of anything else that you'd rather you'd rather be doing in your life and by the time you know it 30 years later you're still there you don't realize that 30 days sorry 30 years has passed and you're still doing the same job because it's passion because you can't think of anything else you believe in that job you believe in this you believe in that you know of course there's going to be rough days within those 30 days 30 years you know you've 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 um you have had bad days you've had bad years you know but of course at the end of the day that's just life ups and downs just like relationships ups and downs but you're not going to give up on the career that you genuinely choose uh, to to embark on because you can't think of anything else right exactly same thing too because you genuinely care again the same way too if you genuinely care about these black people that you genuinely that, that you want to help you want to be strong enough for you have to you 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 by default without even thinking about it you take a chance on them you're by default um taking a chance on them you're being patient you have to be strong enough you have to believe in these people that they they have what it takes to change right and and the job of this catalyst the job of this black catalyst is to help black people redefine their defi- their, their 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 narrative redefine their success because that 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 10-year-old kid that ten-year-old kid's definition of success is to try to please the mother as much as possible. It's to try to be the golden child as much as possible. But the truth is, you are not the golden child. You are completely different. You are a different child on your own. You have your own. Indiv- you are your own individual, right? So the catalyst, the catalyst's job is to help that 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 black sheep child to redefine their success, redefine their individuality, get deep down into your soul who are you as a person even though your mother your authority figure keeps telling you that you're not good enough you're not meant to be here you are not the chosen one no you are meant to be here you are not a mistake you are an individual there's a reason why you exist on a spiritual level and i know it's it's difficult to see these things if you're not spiritual but i am very spiritual and i urge everyone to pursue spirituality but on a spiritual level you are not a mistake and you need to focus on your on your individuality do not look at your golden child sibling do not look at your neutral child sibling look at yourself as an individual and project your individuality into the universe you don't even need to look at your mother's standard so you redefine success again like i've listed well, like i've listed in my um in my previous episodes success in my opinion is balance balance between the physical the mental and the spiritual which is the body, the mind, and the soul. Unless we redefine these things, we will never attain success, and that includes every single person, including the golden child, the um, the 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 neutral child, because these these two people also are victims of the mother's manipulation as well. And I'm gonna be talking about this in subsequent episode, um, where I'm gonna be talking about um, uh, I'm gonna be talking about uh, white uh, white supremacy and why everyone needs to forgo white supremacy because it's killing us. But that's a whole other topic. Right now, I'm, I'm focusing on on the black sheep how black people are the black sheep and easily hated and 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 how we're so lost in the world we need to find our own path complete independence of success we need to redefine our success dear black people all around the world success is not your ability to speak english or french or spanish or whatnot success is not how much gucci or prada that you wear success is not how big your car is success is not how red bone light skin you are success is not how much white women that you can marry or how much biracial children you can you need to redefine collectively we need to redefine our success our success has to do with our individuality Our mental is unique and individual to us. Our physical is unique and individual to us. Our spiritual is unique and individual to us. We are meant to be here. There is no mistake why we're here. There's absolutely no mistake. So we need to be completely independent of anyone who is telling us otherwise. Right. Again, I do want to add that not all white people are racist of course not you know because i also believe that the, the white people are are also victim of this you know some of these golden children are victims of this manipulation this white supremacy mentality again i'm going to be breaking it down why we should all get rid of this uh, mentality and not all the neutral children see see the the black sheep as a black sheep and not all all of them think that the golden child is golden child um um and of course, not all black people think so little of us. It's just that the the, the odds are so stacked against us that is by default, we, we, we fit in this mode that has been presented to us, that ha- we have been put on. We perpetuate this mode. Um, and I, I think this is carefully orchestrated by the devil himself. If you've been listening to my other episode, I talked about um, war against spirituality. The devil is working overtime. The devil is definitely working overtime trying to destroy spirituality. Because, again, the three things that make up a person, the physical, the mental, and the spiritual – the physical is what you see right now that's what helps you survive right now looks matter your physical all of that matter and the spiritual is what helps you survive afterwards this is what takes you beyond the physical after you're done with this life after you're dead your body's dead and rot in the ground your spirit continues that's what takes you forever for all infinity i believe that that lives and exists for all eternity and your mental is a connection the mental is a bridge The devil is actively trying to destroy this bridge, right? Because if you, it's sort of like a mother and child. The physical is the child, and 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 uh, and, uh, spiritual is the mother. If you destroy this bond, if you create, if you destroy this bridge between the mother and the child, both parties suffer. The child suffers, the mother suffers, and the devil is happy. It is extremely important that we wake up collectively, not just the black people, but all of us together. We wake up and realize that the devil is on our case. The devil wants us to run away from spirituality so that we don't see how connected that we are. Like I mentioned in the other episode, the more you seek spirituality, the more you see the hurt in the world. And the more you see the hurt in the world, the more you seek spirituality. And I urge every single one, especially black people, but everyone to seek spirituality because spirituality will help you see that we are walking so blindly. And the devil is happy. The devil is winning. We need to... Look within our souls and find our true selves, our own individuality, and project project it into the world, right? And redefine our success because success is balance in body, mind, and soul. This is the end of this episode today. If you enjoyed what I what I said, if you like my energy, if you like my spirit, if you if you if if you appreciate what, I, what I'm what i saying, if you can relate and you want to join me on my journey, please subscribe on my social media, on Facebook. Let's Talk About Us with Uche on Instagram. Let's Talk With Uche. And please visit my website at www.letstalkaboutus.org. That's www.letstalkaboutus.org. And um, if you're new to my YouTube channel, please um, subscribe, like, and share. it. Share with your friends. Share with your families. Please send them links. Post on your social media. Um, get as much people as possible. I'm not doing any of this for attention at all i'm doing it because there's nothing but passion i am so sick and tired as a black person i am sick and tired of seeing all the evil going on in the world and i've become so spiritual and i believe that this is my god-given gift this is my calling for me to show a lot of people because we're so walking so blind i have become so spiritual that i see so much it used to be a, there used to be a time that I used to I used to think of success as just a physical you have to have a car you have to have this you have to have that you have to have a nice body and this and that and i've I've transcended further beyond that that I see there's a lot of evil around us even in places I wouldn't even see and, and that's a scary thing that they, they, these mentality has become have become so so ingrained in us that we see them as normal we see them as cliche we 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 naturally gravitate towards this these demonic entities without even realizing because that's that's the agenda that the devil wants to push um because the, the devil wants to normalize evil the devil wants to normalize um uh, loss of spirituality so please if you're if you if you are inspired by anything that i just said right now if 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 you can if you if you vibe with me and you know somebody who needs to listen to this message please send it to them and please subscribe and and hit that bell notification so that anytime i, I post a video on youtube or or i'll upload another ep, uh, episode on podcast on my podcast you'll be notified right away i'm gonna be trying to re- i'm gonna try to record as much and often as possible and um and upload so please please join me and um again thank you very much for your support and i'll see you on the next episode thank you